0: hey everybody today it is uh nintendo switchcraft episode 544 remember to never skip arms day we've got some ea news on the switch and an indie world giveaway and 200 million jumps not runs and jumps and stomps just jumps but that's okay because i think that's good for everybody If you did not know, SwitchCraft is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of SwitchCraft is made possible by patrons like you. You can get SwitchCraft and all of my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. All right, let's let's actually get started with the show. Actually, before we start the show, I, I got a couple of people you may have noticed if you've been listening to the show recently that I've been talking about Patreon more often than I have in the past. And I got a couple of messages from a couple of people who took issue with that. And to those people, I'm just going to say that it is a lot of work to make content like this. Uh, Like it's a lot of work. So I would probably keep doing it for free no matter what. But uh, if I mention it on the page, if I mention Patreon, then people join the Patreon. In fact, we've got a brand new patron today who went to the producer's level, I'm guessing because I've been talking about it recently. So it really does help. And right now it it need like I need to do that more than ever because we just found out. Well, we didn't we found out. About a month and a half ago, that my wife uh, lost her job due to uh, COVID restrictions uh, at her school district. So, you know, I'm going to talk about the Patreon from time to time because the more I talk about it, the more people sign up for it. Um, But anyway, I'm not trying to get sympathy or anything. I'm just letting you guys know that that's the reason why I'm talking about it more often. And hopefully, you'll cut me a little slack. That being said, let's let's get into the Nintendo news, and we've got actually some pretty good Nintendo news to talk about. I want to start with, and I'm not going in order of things that have happened, but uh, I want to start with the one that I'm probably more excited... It's really tough for me to decide which of these two things I am more excited about. ARMS coming to uh, Smash or Apex coming to Nintendo Switch. I'm going to start with ARMS. That game is absolutely amazing. I love ARMS. ARMS is my second favorite fighting game, second only to Smash Brothers. ARMS is an absolute fantastic fighting game. I remember when Nintendo first showed us what ARMS was going to be like. And... They like this was during their January Nintendo Direct where they unveiled the price and the storage and and all of the other information that that we knew about the Nintendo Switch a couple of months before it actually came out in March, and they showed some stuff like um, Mr. Koizumi was up there rattling around a uh, a Joy-Con, and you know showing that you could feel you know the the HD Rumble in the Joy-Con, which was kind of cool. And then they showed the footage of like this, this this woman and a guy in a business suit fighting each other, and they were using motion controls. And I thought, oh no, this is going to be bad. This is going to be real, real bad. I'm not looking forward to this game. But then when it actually came out and they gave us their gl- the global test punch, which was basically the option for us to try out the game for ourselves for free, which is developers and publishers. That is what you do when you are confident that you have made a stellar game. That's how you get sales for it. Uh, And they brought out arms and I tried it and I was like, okay, I was dead wrong about arms. Now, I will admit that I don't use the motion controls. I just use button controls. But arms is Really, really, really fantastic. and I love that game. and it, unfortunately, it came out between Mario Kart and Splatoon two, two extremely um popular franchises with the online community. and like they were they flanked it with like three weeks on either side. So it didn't really get much of a shot. It didn't get a lot of breathing room, I guess is is what I'm saying. It didn't have any any airspace around it to give it a chance to really take off, which is too bad because every single time that I have loaded that game up, I have had fun. All right, that's that's enough of me trying to sell you on picking up ARMS, which you absolutely should buy because it's amazing. ARMS Fighter, we've already known this for a while, ARMS Fighter is coming to Super Smash Brothers. We don't know who, I remember when they first announced that they were going to have DLC for, um, for, uh, Smash, I said to myself, Self, I think that ARMS would make a perfect, like Springman and Ribbon Girl would make a perfect combination to bring in. Springman was always kind of the, um, the mascot for it. And Ribbon Girl is the character that plays, I think, closest to him that's a female character. And so it would make sense to have, uh, like Echo characters of those two, uh, characters. And then we got through all the way through the first set of DLC characters for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate with no fighters from ARMS in sight. And then they also had like costume or no, not costumes. They had a, an ARMS fighter that was, um, uh, like a trophy, so like you could have a uh, ribbon not ribbon guy, a spring man uh, show up in your game through like a trophy. And I thought that that was cool, but that also made me feel like, all right, well, that means we're not getting spring man, but now maybe we will, maybe we won't get spring man. I don't know who it's going to be. Um, my guess would have been spring man and ribbon girl, or maybe all of the the arms fighters as echo characters, because they all play very, very similarly. But they all have unique things about them to to change them up. And that would be pretty intense for them to bring all of them. Um, I personally would like to see uh, Master Mummy, I think is his name, the, the mummy guy, because he's got a cool thing where, where he's really, really beefy, um, and then you can hold down a button to fill his health back up, which is I think that that would be really cool. I would also like to see DNA Man because, um, well, actually, as much as I would like to see DNA Man or Helix, whatever you want to call him, um, I don't know that his moves can translate very well to two D because the thing that makes uh, Helix or DNA Man so different from all of the other Arms characters. Is the way he can dodge under and around um, the other, the incoming um, fists, so to speak. So I think that, that the mummy guy would be really good. Maybe Twintel would be awesome. Um, I don't, ha- I, I think that arms characters could translate really, really well to Smash Brothers. And I look forward to, to seeing what happens on. God, I can't believe I've been talking this long and I haven't mentioned when it was. Sorry about that. I didn't plan this out too well. Um, On June 22nd. So that's on Monday, 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern time. I can't promise. Oh, gosh. Yeah, next Monday. Okay. I can't promise that I will live stream it because I have to look at my calendar and look at my wife's calendar and figure out when I'm free for that. Uh, but I'm going to try and do a live stream on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. So make sure you head on over there and uh, check it out because, uh, you know, and, and if I'm not live, then you'll see that I'm not live. And then you can just go to the Nintendo one to, to watch it. But uh, I always find that it's a it's a better experience when we watch it together on my Twitch channel because you can actually chat with each other instead of the the absolute craziness of chat flying by at a million miles per hour on the official Nintendo uh, site. But anyway, uh, it says here on the tweet, Joyen, Uh, Super Smash Brothers director Masahiro Sakurai on June 22nd at 7 a.m. Pacific time for a 35-minute video live stream featuring an in-depth look at the upcoming DLC fighter from ARMS. They also followed that tweet with a very important um, follow-up. I guess, of course, it's a follow-up if they followed it. They said there will be no further new fighter reveals other than a fighter from ARMS in this live stream. So, okay, they, they very specifically said a fighter, so obviously bringing in a bunch of fighters doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, so a fighter, but does that mean that they can't do what they did with the Bowser kids, where you can hit a button and change the skin of the character? I don't know, I don't know, because the Bowser kids all play exactly the same. And the thing that's different about all of the arms fighters is that they all play very, very differently. And so if you're going to bring them into Smash Brothers, it makes sense to try and make sure that you're doing it, that that each character feels different. So maybe it's just one character. And if it's just one character, I don't know who it's going to be. And I would love to hear all of your predictions. So why don't you do me a favor? And I'm going to send out a tweet to see what you guys think. And uh, we may talk about this on Saturday's episode. We may not. I don't know. Uh, But um, which character do you think it's going to be from uh, ARMS? In fact, I want you to reply with a GIF of your favorite character so we can all look at them together. What do you think? Let me know. The Atari 2600. Now get up to $30 in rebate offers plus a free Pac-Man. Oh man, I have been talking about this game for a long time. This is my favorite Battle Royale. I remember when um, I first played, I never played PUBG until, I don't know, like a month ago. Um, But I remember when I first played a Battle Royale game, I played Fortnite. And that was, I think it was my most played game of 2018. I played that game a lot like a lot, a lot. I had a blast playing Fortnite. And I really, really enjoyed that, but I never liked the building aspect of it. I always felt like the building took something away from the game for me. I know that there's a lot of people out there that very much prefer Fortnite as the battle royale of choice for them because they like the building mechanic. I don't like the building mechanics. So when Apex Legends came out, another Battle Royale game, and uh, first off, the graphics on that are phenomenal. It's a beautiful, beautiful game, but they changed some things up. And that's one of the things about the Battle Royale genre that I really like is that each game does their version of the game a little bit different. So PUBG tries to go for realism Um, Fortnite has the building mechanics. Apex Legends has heroes kind of like Overwatch where they have special abilities that you can use. And Apex Legends is, is my favorite Battle Royale game. That being said, I've never played Warzone myself. My son played it. He really, really liked it. I got it installed and then it wanted me to like go to a website and sign up. And I was just like, okay, no, I don't feel like. Just let me play the game. And if I want to sign up afterwards, then I'm fine with that. But I installed it on my PS4. And then it wanted me to go to a computer and sign up for an account. And I just said, no, thanks. I'm done. And I just deleted it. So I don't even know if Warzone is any good. But Apex, I've played a lot of. And it is my it is my Battle Royale of choice. And it is now on its way. To the Nintendo Switch, EA had their EA Live event yesterday, and uh, Nintendo of America tweeted this out. They said, choose your legend, squad up, and fight your way to the top when Play Apex comes to Nintendo Switch this fall. Now, I will say this. When I heard that it was coming, I said, well, I hope that it has cross-play, and it does which is good but then i started thinking about it and if you think about what fortnite has done with crossplay they've done something which i th- i personally think is really really smart they took the nintendo switch and they put it off on its own with the mobile versions of the game for crossplay now why do i think that that's a good idea well i think that's a good idea because the nintendo switch version of fortnite runs at 30 frames per second. And it's not a stable 30 frames per second. Although I haven't played on my I haven't played that game in ages. So maybe I'm wrong. Like, I hear there's sharks in the game now. So there's all kinds of stuff about Fortnite that I don't know. But the last time that I played Fortnite, it was not a stable 30 frames per second on the Nintendo Switch. So being a Switch player, and being on the same servers with somebody who's playing on the Xbox One or the PS4 or the PC, where they have a very stable 60 frames per second, unless you're on PC and then that is hardware dependent, um, that puts you at a disadvantage if you're playing on the Nintendo Switch. So I do hope that this particular game... Gives you the option, and a lot of a lot of games that have crossplay give you the option of opting into crossplay or opting out of crossplay. And I don't care which it is, as long as there is an option for you to either turn crossplay on or off. Because I don't, I wouldn't want to be at a disadvantage just because I'm playing on Switch and somebody else is playing on a different console. The other thing that Fortnite has done really, really well when it comes to crossplay is that it looks at your input method and puts you in um, your matchmaking based on your input method. So if you are on a computer and you are using a controller on your computer to play Fortnite, you are then playing against other players who are also using a controller. Uh, If you're using a mouse and keyboard, then you are playing against other people who are on mouse and keyboard. If you're in a mixed group where some of you are on let's say their phone's playing and some people are on the, their Switch playing and some people are on a mouse and keyboard on PC because it's fully cross-platform, then you're going to be all... Everybody goes into the PC group, um, which is a completely fair way to do it. And I hope that Apex does exactly the same thing. Uh, I really, really do hope that Apex allows you to queue up on the computer with a controller and be fighting other people who are on controllers, and same thing for, um, you know, mouse and keyboard. I think that's really the best way to go. Now, they did say cross play, cross progression is, in my opinion, even more important than cross play, especially when we're talking about the Nintendo Switch. There's a lot of Nintendo Switch uh systems out there, so I don't, I don't worry at all about having. Enough people to fight against when I play Apex Legends on the Nintendo Switch. That's not going to be a problem, even a little, because there's so many. There's 20 million Nintendo Switches just in the United States. Okay? So, with that many Switches and Apex being a free to play game, I guarantee that you're going to have plenty of people to play against, even if you've got cross play turned off. But cross progression. Is very, very important to me because I've been playing on my PS4 uh, a lot. Well, I mean, not recently, but I played a, a lot of Apex Legends on the PS4. And not being able to take my, uh, you know, all of the stuff that I earned, which I know it's just cosmetic nonsense, it doesn't really matter, but not being able to take that stuff that I earned and move it over to the Nintendo Switch, I wouldn't like that. So I really do hope that it's got cross-progression. I feel like in this particular case, cross-progression is more important than crossplay. I've played it on PS4. I've played it on PC. I've never, ever, ever had a, a hard time getting a match in Apex. Like, it's almost always instantaneous. You hit the Q button, you get a match right away. So that's never been a problem. Uh, cross-play for this particular game is not nearly as important as cross-progression for me. For everybody who's never played the game before, cross-play is far more important. But, you know, that's that's just my thoughts on it. Um, are you going to be playing Apex Legends on the Nintendo Switch when it comes uh, later on this fall? I'm very curious. Let me know at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. I'm going to tweet this out and you can reply to it. It's two-player fun on the split screen. Only for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Speaking of EA, we've got some other EA news. You can expect seven new games coming to the Nintendo Switch in the next 12 months, and that includes Burnout Paradise, which comes tomorrow, and like I said earlier, Apex Legends, which comes uh, later on this year. Um, But when I say tomorrow, that was a quote from yesterday. So Burnout Paradise is now on the Nintendo Switch. I I immediately went to check it out because I know how many people love this game, and I looked at it and I was like, oh my goodness, it's 50 bucks. I I don't want to say that I think that's too much because I've heard nothing but fantastic things about Burnout Paradise. I don't know if 50 bucks, like I'm not a hardcore racing guy, but I know that it's like this cool open world racing game where you're playing online with your friends I've heard nothing but good things about Burnout Paradise. This was originally uh, on the 360, I believe. I really want to pick this up, but for 50 bucks, I think I'm going to wait for a sale. I will say this. It looks really, really good. Like, I'm impressed with the port. I know it's an old 360 game, so it should be running fairly well. But it looks great. I, does it look like any of those, um, you know, the more modern racing games? Of course not. This is an old 360 game remastered for modern systems. It runs at 60 frames per second, which is very good when you're talking about a racing game. Everything looks fast and fluid. I'm looking forward to playing this someday, but it's going to have to wait until it comes down in price. I'm, look. I don't think that they are asking an unreasonable price for this particular game. However, as this is not particularly like my jam, like I am not somebody who really, really gets into racing games unless they're super, super arcadey. Of course, this is super arcadey, uh, but it's generally not my style of game that I focus on. So. For me, I think 50 bucks is too much. I'm going to wait. But I think if you are into racing games and you never played Burnout Paradise, like I said, nothing but good things have been said about Burnout Paradise. And it runs at 60 frames per second on the Switch. I can't imagine. Like, that's going to be awesome to be able to play portably. Get get your Switch connected to Wi-Fi or your portable hotspot, like your phone or whatever. And you're just racing wherever you happen to be. Unfortunately, we're all stuck at home. So you know, you're at home anyway, but Burnout Paradise came out yesterday or or today. It doesn't matter. It's out now on the Nintendo Switch. (music) To celebrate the launch of Nintendo America's Indie World account, we're giving out 15 indie game starter packs. Uh, which includes six indie games for Nintendo Switch eShop. And then they said, retweet this and follow for a chance to win. So if you go to runjumpstomp.com, this is episode 544 of Nintendo Switchcraft. You can find a link to this tweet. And then all you have to do is click on the retweet button. You can also find this tweet by following me on Twitter at runjumpstomp because I just retweeted it. Uh, you can click on the retweet button and click on the like button uh, and follow them. So if you just hover over them, the the icon and click on follow, um, then you have a chance to win uh, six games. And those six games are River City Girls, um, Earth Knight, it's kind of hard to read, Killer Queen Black, Super Crush KO, Knights and Bikes, and Slay the Spire. Now, I have not, I've, I've only played two of these games, and that would be Slay the Spire and Killer Queen Black, and both of those games are really, really awesome. Killer Queen Black is a absolutely fantastic multiplayer-focused 2D um, arena brawler. Uh, it's really, really great with three ways to win. Either uh, you win by getting the most resources, you win by killing the enemy queen, or you win by riding the snail across the finish line. And if that sounded weird to you, then make sure you look up Killer Queen Black so you can find out more about it because that's a really cool game. Um, And then the other game that I played is Slay the Spire, which is a roguelike card game where you are ascending this uh, tower and fighting a bunch of enemies as you go up. And every time you play the game, it's a different set of enemies and a different set of cards. It's really, really cool. If, if you have never played either of those games, then make sure that you head on over to uh, either follow me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp or go to RunJumpStomp.com, episode 544 for Nintendo Switchcraft, and follow that link in the show notes to take you to this tweet so that you can like it and retweet it for a chance to win uh, those 15 indie game starter packs. And uh, I think I don't know anything about these other games. But Slay the Spire and Killer Queen Black are awesome. Shopping pink, it's new Miss Marshmallow. She's got a pink, oh, oh. I told you last episode, well, maybe two episodes, I don't remember. I told you recently that Nintendo uh, made uh, this weird little game where you are a rabbit and you are jump roping. And it's a free game which you can download, which I did. And right before I started recording the show, I decided I'm going to try it out. So I got it loaded up on my Nintendo Switch. I put the Joy-Con straps on my Joy-Con and secured them safely around my wrists because safety first. And then I did 100 jumps, which was cool. And uh, you can can hit buttons on the Joy-Cons to change your outfit that the bunny's wearing. It's such a simple, simple, simple game but it's something that will encourage people to exercise. If you have not checked this out, you absolutely should. I'm going to say this. I I have a jump rope. I don't have a good place to jump rope. I usually keep the jump rope in my backpack, and whenever I go to the gym, I have that jump rope in my backpack so I can get it out and jump rope. My house is a very, very old house, and it was built clearly when people were much shorter than they are today. The ceiling downstairs is seven feet high, which is a very, very low ceiling. And the ceiling upstairs, both of these rooms upstairs have uh, ceiling fans. So jumping rope up here or downstairs just isn't a good idea. Um, But... I can now jump rope without the rope. I don't have to worry about hitting things on the ceiling. I don't have to worry about anybody who's ever jumped rope. You have run into that issue where you smack yourself in the legs real, real hard, and it does not feel nice. Um, And, you know, I'm sure that people in chat will say, you know, learn to jump rope or get good noob, uh, in which case I will say, yeah, I know, but still... Now I don't have to worry about that. And I'm still getting the same exercise. That's the thing. I'm still getting the same exercise that I would be getting otherwise. Because really, what's happening when you're jumping rope is you're just forcing yourself to jump at a regular interval over and over and over again. Well, in three days, they hit uh, 200 million jumps from everybody who downloaded that game and tried it out. In three days... All right. So they tweeted this out. They said in just three days, more than 200 million jumps in Jump Rope Challenge have been made by players around the world. Thank you to all for playing and getting active. And I think that that's really awesome. This is a very cool thing. I love that Nintendo had done this. However, if you go to Nintendo's site and you look up Jump Rope Challenge, there is a problem. All right. The the, the problem is... Is that this is not compatible with a uh, a a switch light? All right, it's not compatible with a switch light. However, you can pair a uh, you can pair jump rope or jump ropes. (laughs) You can pair jump Joy Cons. Oh my God, I can't talk to a switch light, and then just set it down on the ground in front of you and do it. So I don't understand why it's not compatible with the Switch Lite. I mean, it says it specifically because you can pair Joy-Con to it. I would. I wish that instead it would say only compatible with the Switch Lite with external Joy-Cons. I think that that would make uh, a whole lot of sense that way. But it, I don't know. It's free. Who am I to complain um, other than, you know, we've got three people in my house with a Switch Lite and they can't, They can't play the the jump rope game, or two people in my house, I mean, not three, uh, with a switch light. So anyway, I just thought I would bring that to your attention because it's a cool game and uh, it's a good way to get exercise. Jump rope, jumping rope is actually pretty exhausting and you're able to do it for a lot longer because you're not smacking yourself in the legs with that rope. Nintendo, please hold. One moment. Thank you, may I help you? And in Seattle, at the company's U.S. headquarters, they listen to the customers. One more story before we get out of here. Uh, this one comes to us from Asper Media. They are porting um, Star Wars Episode One Racer, which is the pod racing game from the N64. They porting it, they are porting it to the Nintendo Switch. And they said, Attention, Star Wars Episode One Racer fans, we are uh, slated to release on both Nintendo Switch and PS4 on June 23rd. So that's only in four days. Thank you for your combined support, gifts, and comments as we've worked on this release. We'll see you on the racetracks. If you are excited for that, then uh, make sure that you, um, you know, let me know how that is. I am not going to pick it up, but that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, if you want to become a part of the community, you can head on over to runjumpstomp.com discord. If you want to help support the show, like almost... Se- Actually, no, I think during this show, we hit 70 uh, people on Patreon. Uh, so 70 people on Patreon. I'm, I'm going to the Patreon right now to find out because I got a notification halfway through the show. Yes, we just crossed the 70 patrons uh, threshold, which is really, really fantastic. And just the other day, I mentioned... Um, or, well, I've been mentioning that we are doing... Um, the people who are um, producers of the show. And that's if you are at the $10 tier and up. Uh, so we got a brand new uh, uh, producer of the show. And so I uh, at the end of the show, I thank our producers. So uh, Jordan Forbes and Abigail 13, thank you very much for being producers uh, of Nintendo Switchcraft UI are awesome, as is everybody who supports the show through Patreon or Twitch or uh, however it is that you support. Thank you very much for your support. This show wouldn't happen without all of you. Uh, You can get a hold of me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to check out the other shows on the network, head on over to gstu.net. And finally, if you are looking for ways to support the show, Uh, other than uh, Patreon, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. There's a bunch of links over there. The music you're hearing uh, right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I'm out of here. I got stuff to do. I hope you all have an awesome day and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. haven't already, make sure you check out 143 pixels at anchor.fm slash 143.